You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hello to our tremendous listeners. This is Dr. Tracy Jones with a new episode of the Leaders on Leadership podcast, where we pull back the curtain on leadership and talk to leaders of all ages and stages about what it takes to pay the price of leadership. And today I have a very special guest, Connie Martin. Connie, welcome. Good morning. Welcome. Hello. Good morning. (laughs) Nice to have you here. Yeah, it is morning here, but whenever you're watching, it'll be good. Exactly. I love it. Okay, so Connie is a dog lover. So right there, she went way up in our book. And an owner with a degree in computer science and more than 25 years of technical leadership experience navigating corporate and middle management. She enjoyed a short career in the military. We'll talk about that and continued to grow through diverse technical and leadership assignments across multiple domains. Along the way, she has become a gifted mentor and facilitator who has learned how to solve problems creatively. Connie, welcome again. We look forward to hearing your take on the price of leadership. Yes, I'm excited. Well, I like to tell our listeners how Connie and I connected. And we connected, what, 40 years ago, 1983, in the beautiful land of enchantment, New Mexico, at the New Mexico Military Institute, NIMI, where I was a cadet, and so was Connie. And cadets. All those years ago. And so we're on LinkedIn and I get this email and she's like, you know, remember? And I'm like, oh my goodness. So isn't that cool? World's colliding. And so we reached out, we had a phone call, got caught up. And I thought I just got to have Connie because she has had an absolutely brilliant career and is a published author now. We're going to talk about that. So Connie, thank you so much. 40 years later, we get to share how we've transformed with the world. What an adventure for sure. It is. All right, Connie. Well, first of all, my father in The Price of Leadership, it's a speech he gave for many, many times. And he says that the first price you have to pay in The Price of Leadership is loneliness. And we've all heard that it's lonely at the top. But can you unpack what loneliness looks like for you as a leader and maybe give our listeners a word of wisdom or a tool that they can use if they are in a season of loneliness? So the loneliness, I spend a lot of time leading in the middle. Clearly, if you're all the way at the top, very lonely place. But even in the middle as a leader, your team is looking to you. And some of those tough spots are when you change jobs. You move from one team where you're the you're not the top dog, but you've gained all the experience, you have the expertise, and then you take over a new team and now you're the new person. To make it even tougher, if you move and go from, say, Colorado to Florida, and now you know nobody. If you're in a new company, you know nobody. That's a lonely place. You've got to learn to trust some people, get to know them really fast and learn their names and figure out how they tick and what that landscape now looks like. You've got to adjust your approach some. Yeah, like yeah. situational leadership. And that's good for leaders because a lot of times, especially in the military, you're there for a couple of years and then you're somewhere else. And even in the corporate world, we've changed jobs. So when you start, it's like starting a new school. You're always going to have that time, but understand you will get integrated. Yeah. I mean, it takes some time and some teams will embrace you very quickly. I use a lot of icebreakers. So what's your favorite ice cream? If Where are you from? We went around the world one time. Just where were you born? Which was a lot of fun. In a team of 60, we had two native Floridians and a team of 65 sitting in Florida. And I happened to be one of them who had just moved from Colorado. That was kind of fun. The icebreakers can really help with that and getting to know your team. I love it. That's the first one we've heard. And icebreakers are so crucial because my father also would say there's no communication without identification. So there you find that commonality, just like us. But you meet anybody that's been prior military, even if it was for five minutes, it's like, well, there you have it. 
we're well, there you brothers have. and sisters. Exactly. You know, so I, <laughs> I love that icebreakers. The next thing he talked about was weariness. And you've been stressed out in jobs. So have I being in the military. It's tough. How do you combat weariness and stay in top fighting form? So that weariness, I would say you have to take the time. You have to take the breaks. If you see an opportunity, a lot of times, especially in the software business, we do peaks and valleys. So it's a peak time to get that delivery out. So you're going to have to hit it hard and do what needs to get done. But when you see that valley and as a leader, you kind of have to make sure that your people take some time off during the valleys. And if there are no valleys, then you've got a different problem. And you kind of have to talk about that from burnout. That's where the burnout tends to show up is when you never take a break. It just keeps going on and on and on. So a setback, you take a step back, reevaluate and keep going forward. I love that. So that's how I've overcome the weariness, I would say. Well, that's interesting. And especially for the listeners out there, those of you in the field, because I was in tech for just five years in Austin, but boy, it would come on strong. You'd be working hundred hours a week and then throttle back layoffs. I'm paying you to stay home. And so you just kind of learn to go with it. Entrepreneurship yep. is like that. Boy, there are times where you're speaking three times a day and times where it's three times a month. So I really like that to kind of keep your eye out in the future, push hard, knowing that you're going to get a time of replenishment, but yeah, but also to watch for burnout. Very sage wisdom, Connie. Thank you. The next topic was abandonment. And as dog lovers, we're not talking about abandoning a pet or fear of abandonment. This is really about pruning out things that no longer are in your life, helping you get to your highest and greatest purpose, be it board, a volunteerism, people, whatever. It's you're growing. And so you got to kind of suit up differently. So how do you deal with abandonment? Because you're transitioned into a totally different person probably several times several times. So I would say on the abandonment side, I really focus on some things like feedback. Everybody gets feedback. Everybody gets reviewed. Are they just walking down the hall and somebody tells you something you probably ought to just throw away? So for me, the offenses and the feedback as a leader, those are the things that I think we have to sometimes abandon and walk away from. Process the emotions, deal with them for today, but don't let it stick. Don't let it stay because those become that chip on your shoulder and those triggers that show up out of nowhere. How did I react that way? Those are the things that I would say probably just need to be put to the side and abandoned. And especially some of that negative feedback, you want to grow, you want to process it and understand it, but then you got to let it go because some of those, they can stick for years, decades. That's not good. So I would say process the feedback for a day, maybe two, let the sting go and then throw it away. Just like the dog food, throw it away. Boy, Connie, I have never heard about abandoning the stink or the offenses because you're right. I love that you said, take it, listen to it for a day, process the emotions, and then we're done. Own what you can, but don't let it go because otherwise that rumination that critical spirit, that will absorb so much of your leadership persona and you don't Mm -hmm. even realize it. And that's when we get tired, weary from that internal friction of carrying these self-imposed emotions of anger and frustration. That's all self-imposed. I love that you can abandon, I'll own what I can own and the rest I'm abandoning. So absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. We all make choices and we get to own our choices. We talk a lot about accountability I kind of flipped that around and said, you made the choice, not own it. You have a choice on how you want to react and only you can choose that. So when we make those choices, we should own them. And we can't own whether the person did it or said it. 
All yep. we can own is how we can react. And that does not matter. They did. So let's just not even carry that. No sense going there. Exactly. Yeah. And let it go. Don't let it go. I love it. Dog poo. Put it in a bag and throw it away. <laughs> Who knows? There would be wisdom. Picking up I dog think poo. we did. Everything our dogs do is, I tell people, hound wisdom is twice as good as sound wisdom because it's got double the legs to stand on. So hound wisdom is actually a higher, hound a higher form of learning. I like that. That's fun. That's awesome. All right, Connie, the last topic he talked about was vision. And for technical operational girls like us, I would always sit there and go, well, that's so squishy and kind of out there. But my dad would always say, vision is really just seeing what needs to be done and then putting a plan together to do it. So I'm like, yeah, the practical, the pragmatic side. But what does vision look like for you and how you transitioned yet and shortly about, what, about a year ago? You can tell our listeners about that. How, a little over a year. Yeah. yeah, you're in the next chapter of your life. How did you cast out that vision and how are you using that to create the next future version of Connie? Well, one of the times I, I did get some feedback that I decided to hold on to for a little bit. Everybody sits in these meetings and forgive the meetings that I appreciate. I don't have as many of now that I'm not in corporate America anymore, but we would be talking about how you could take a system from here to there. I would get what they're saying and then zoom, I'm over here, ready to go. I've got the vision. I caught it. I'm ready to go. The rest of my team is sitting way back over here at the beginning. And like, Connie, you've got to walk them through it. And when you do that, they will come along and get the buy-in that you need to go where you're going to go. That's one that really stuck that said, hey, let's take that vision, if you will, and get the team to rally around it so then everybody can go there. As a shift, let's retire I cast that vision probably, I don't know, eight years ago. Somebody said, you should write a book. I'm like, sure, maybe. You got all these good stories. Maybe I'll write a book. And then it turned into, hey, I'm writing a book. And then, wow, it's done. It's out in the middle of a pandemic. And maybe I could focus on this book thing and see what happens next. So I'm excited to see where we're going to go just around the corner, what that next adventure around the bend might be. Excellent. Well, we're going to talk to our listeners about that so they can hear about that and support that. But I love that you said a vision isn't just about the leader because if the followers don't get the scent and the buy-in for the vision, I don't care how talented you are, you, you can't do it alone. We're not meant yeah, to you're do not anything going alone. Yep. So uh, that really spoke to me as somebody that's like, well, as soon as the words come out, I'm like, you know, <laughs> where is everybody? So I love everybody. That yeah, that. let's go. I know. And I got feedback on that too. And I'm always thankful that we have leaders that will appreciate that. I always tell people it's always better, easier to rein somebody in than trying to push a rope, push a noodle. But still, I needed to really hear that and kind of say vision is a shared enterprise. So be sure you may see it, but it may take some people some time to process it. So really, really sage wisdom. We did loneliness, we did weariness, abandonment, vision. Anything else, Connie, that you want to share with our listeners on the topic of leadership? Yes. I created a company called Words from the Meander, and I got a lot of feedback on the meander, but I chose it because the meander is also, in addition to wandering aimlessly, it's also the middle course of a river where all the action is and all of the twists and turns and all the things that, that we get asked to do. So I wrote a book about leading from the middle because it kind of, I use a dog poop stories to set the stage. Everybody can relate to now you've stepped in it. Everybody can relate to what happens when the bag breaks. So those set the stage for some of those hard conversations. And then we talk about what does it look like in the middle of the organization? Cause you're going to see a few things in the middle because you're the glue 
that you may not see at the top. And not everybody wants to get to the director, the CEO, or the corner office. But there's a ton of opportunity sitting in the middle of the organization. And here's the thing. Everybody has to go through it. Mm. Everybody has to get their stripes and understand and get the experience. There's some things in leadership, just about everything in leadership. You can't learn it from a book. You have to go and do it. Mm. You have to try and take that risk and see what happens. So excellent. Well, I like that. And talking about your website, tell us also about the book and how people can get a copy of that. So it's on all the outlets. It's been out for a while and hard copy, but the audio book is coming out here in the next couple of weeks. And we're very excited about that because I've put it in my own voice, did all the editing and production. So I'm very excited. The blooper reel, we got a couple more weeks on that one, but it's coming as well. So you can buy my book on my website at wordsfromthemeander.com and it should be available also on all the other ones. But if you want a signed copy, you got to go to my website and you'll look for some discounts there as well. The art of picking up dog poop, folks, you know, I love it. Leading from the middle. Leading from the middle. And for our listeners out there, you've heard Connie's background, technical girl with decades of experience and leading technical teams. So if you want to reach out to her now that she's in a free entrepreneurial role to share her wisdom and all she's learned about it, please reach out to her. Connie, do you, do you coach? Do you go into organizations? Who's your ideal client right now? Right now, the ideal client I would say is those younger leaders or those technical folks that now took on a leadership role and are looking to gain some more of those skills. What is that scheduling and all the planning and all the stuff that they really don't focus on when they're just in the technical role? I would love to be able to come in and facilitate meetings and help folks get to their next best opportunities. I would love to come and speak and you can find me on my website. Or pick up your book for a book club too. Sure. That's awesome. I, I do have a discussion guide out there that could help people grow their own unique leadership style. Mm -hmm. That's the other piece that I'm very passionate about. We can copy what everybody else does, but then it's not authentic. And what we really want is that authentic leadership because they're going to follow you because they trust you and not necessarily somebody else did. And for us, otherwise it's exhausting when you try and and lead like somebody else or you'll keep drifting. You won't be yourself. So life has a funny thing about always reorienting back. That freedom and joy only comes from really being yourself. And then you'll start attracting those other followers that really resonate with that leadership style. Indeed. Excellent. Well, Connie, let's not make it another 40 years, okay? No doubt. That that would be too long. We'll be like the golden girls then, right? Thank you so much for having me. That's not that bad, would be bad. The Golden Girls. The Golden Girls. There you go. I love it. Well, thank you so much. It just was an honor. Thank you for your wisdom. You really gave us some wonderful pearls to really digest. And to our listeners out there, I know they're going to be really, truly blessed by this. So thank you again, Connie. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. You're welcome. And to our listeners out there, thank you so much for being a part of our tremendous tribe. If you like what you heard, please be sure and hit the subscribe button. And if you'd leave us the honor of a five-star review, we would be so thankful for that. And make sure you subscribe, like, share, and get in touch with Connie. Get her book, reach out to her, especially if you're in technical fields and you have leaders new to the field that know how to lead people and not just manage processes and products. Such an important thing. And thank you so much, everyone, for paying the price of leadership and being a part of our tremendous tribe. Have a tremendous rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, 
Let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.